0: Business is good. Profits are strong, and the mortgage continues to be the bedrock on which this economy is built. A little work,
1: a little care, a little imagination, and it's gonna be great.
0: You smell that? What is that? What? What's that smell? Cologne? No. Opportunity? No. Money?
1: Okay. There's no money.
0: You have all the all the skills in the world. You have no confidence, man. Suck up, man. Oh, have I got your attention now?
1: Our guest today is Mike Postel. He is a realtor, with Villa Real Estate out of Newport Beach but with over two decades of sales experience under his belt. Welcome Mike. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Um, So let's get started with your background. I know you are a fourth generation Californian here primarily on the coast. Correct. Um, So obviously born and raised here. You grew up what here in Orange County the entire time?
0: Uh, no, good question. I was actually born up at Palo Alto Stanford Hospital. Okay. I uh, lived up in a, a city called Sunnyvale for oh, yes. a couple yep. of years. Amazing the real estate up there. <laughs> um, and we migrated down here to Southern California. I lived in uh, Palo Verdes area for several years. I kind of been all over. Um, my dad was in the investment insurance business. Okay. He took on a big agency out in the San Fernando Valley. Okay. Uh, Woodland Hills area. So then you moved us out there, which <laughs> I was pretty upset moving from the beach to the yeah. valley. But um, got to go. So we lived out there for quite a while. And then, um, anyway, it's been all over. Back to Palos Verdes for first year college, Marymount Palos Verdes. And then I went to San Diego for college. Okay. Uh, and then the bottom line is I've been in Orange County for 22 years.
1: 22 years. Mm-hmm. All right. And so after college, you set off to build business and and build a life for you here in Orange County and um, I think one of the most compelling things that I know about you is is that um, eventually um, you lost your business mm. and <laughs>
0: that was a rough day
1: <laughs> yeah and um, then that kind of uh, led you into real estate after that but um, maybe give everybody um, listening kind of some of that, um, story, so we can start to kind of learn from you of how you rebound from losing mm-hmm. to turn that around to such a winning place that you are today, which we'll get to. But uh, maybe tell tell everybody that's listening a little bit about that.
0: Well, um, see, I was in the promotional advertising business after a, a quite a while, an eight year stint in the, and just to back at, backtrack a little, paint a picture. I was in yes. insurance and investments for eight years, did well, but burned out. And the market changed due to tax laws and regulations. So I moved off onto being an entrepreneur and doing uh, promotional advertising. Okay. Did quite well at that. Uh, then 9-11 hit. And okay. as you know, no one was flying anymore. No more trade shows. No one could care less about imprints on logos, swag, chotskis, whatever. So right. that dried up. Still went through for about another three years. In 04, a, a friend of mine and myself, we formed a partnership or a little corporation And went into the alcohol business. Okay. Both of us were good salespeople, but we hadn't sold a a drop of alcohol. People thought we were crazy and nuts. Uh, Maybe that's why we lasted a good stint that we did is we had the attitude "Well, who cares we're going for it. So we were the first. We went to Santa Ana, uh, the ABC uh, alcohol bureau Mm collection. And we formed the first distributorship in probably, I think they said 15, 20 years. They they just looked at us and said, No one does this, you guys are nuts. <laughs> so I, I you know, just I don't know, out of sheer <laughs> ignorance or <laughs> what we did it and we formed it we formed a little distributorship and we were actually selling distilled spirits, hard liquor, vodkas, gins, etc. And uh, handcrafted spirits made out of Bend Oregon. Actually they're phenomenal. But uh, yeah, and then we private labeled our own brand through them okay. and we lasted at least I did for five years. But it's a billionaire, big girl, big boy game. Uh, I ended up going through all my savings that I worked hard for a long time, went through all that. And uh, we got close to being funded, but it didn't happen. So, realization, reality hit me that I can't continue on. Right. And so, December 08 was a painful month for me. It was probably one of the hardest holiday Christmas we celebrate Christmas so I use the word Christmas but um hardest holiday month I probably ever experienced financially and mentally because I couldn't afford to be Santa and get presents for my kids and and uh it was hard on my wife who was running her business she does fairly well but um when you take a hit and lose a half an income yeah and now the the man's unemployed for a moment it's hard and it so it couldn't come at a, a more difficult time, but they never are a good time. So I lost my business, uh, voluntarily resigned as, resigned as CEO, president of this company we formed. Uh, the partner continued on, and then he actually then went belly of, went BK. And I got stuck with his debt that we had co-signed on some loans, business loans, the company, which then was another painful kick in the pants. Uh, Cause then I was saddled with his debt that he couldn't pay off. Cause the banks were like, "Well, Mike, we don't care who we went BK."
1: Right, you both signed. You
0: both signed, so now you're responsible. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So that was a painful learning experience. And um, anyways, had to come to that realization. And you know, you just you just deal. You gotta. You just grind and deal. It's it's not like I can say, "Well, it's so and so's fault or it's this fault or I need help." Right? No, it's all me. I. I had to deal with it. So. Right.
1: I was going to say, some people would have just taken their surfboard and gone to the beach and pulled up there and stayed there and yeah, hid well, from hey. everything. And, you know, of course, you had family to take care of as well. But um, to begin to kind of look forward um, and just kind of climb out of that is uh, tremendous, for sure. I mean, such a humbling Place, But lots of times people that you either read about or you talk to directly say kind of their worst moment became one of their best moments because that then led them to, Uh, you know, kind of their chapter or the happiest point of their lives.
0: uh, A couple things came out of, look, you can always look at it. I always try to take positive spins on things and I always try to find solutions. I, I am always a solutions kind of guy try to find that. Yes. (laughs) That's why I'm in sales. But, um, that was a dark time in my life, uh, financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Uh, fortunately I have a very strong wife. Um, that actually brought us even closer as, as a married couple, a partnership kind of thing, uh, my family closer. So out of that negativity, losing the business, partner going BK, sticking with me all this debt, It actually it brought our we have a very strong family yes. including my family my wife's family we're very tight uh it brought us even closer uh that this is not going to happen again i'm not getting you know messed with again etc right. um it, it was a great experience trying to run a business that we know someone never done before but uh it, hey lasted five years i worked day and night every day it didn't pan out okay so i'm not going to disappear and and go to another country and leave my family, which some people have done and some people I know have done. There's,
1: exactly. There's no way. So,
0: I, I mean, I was I believe I'm here to raise three boys to become good men and, and uh, you know, be married to my wife and have a good time. So, um, yeah, you just deal with it and move on. I don't know if I'm answering your questions. I'm kind of rambling. You
1: did. It. No. I think that that is um, a lesson learned for your sons as well. You know, when times get tough, you don't get to just be like, oh, well.
0: I quit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, quitting's not in my book. I, I got to thank my parents for that. I was raised uh very strong morals and ethics, uh, a very strong work ethic, and we were we were raised never to quit. You just don't quit. It's not. A, it's it's just not my DNA. It just I, I, I just can't do it. I no. So again, I I try to find a positive solution to a dark chapter. Learn from it. Grow become stronger and and move on.
1: And so you now have been in real estate for six years.
0: And and now my sixth year after a couple decades of other sales, yes. Right.
1: Right. And so um, obviously sales, you know, there's different pieces and components to sales that carry over. But in real estate, you really have to kind of separate yourselves from everyone else. You really have taken the direction of being, focused on community, the community, kind of this coastal community, um, Huntington Beach, Newport Beach area, and really just kind of stuck your flag like picture lane. That's kind of where you are. You're not just like, oh, you you know, Riverside or, you know, you, you go where, you know, obviously relationships would take you, but that's really been your focus. And because you've been a piece of that community for so long, you bring all of that insight to your clientele. Right, it's not somebody from Coto de Casa that's coming over and showing somebody in Huntington Beach. You can be like, Oh, I know, you know the Cor- whole area.
0: Yeah, correct. I I mean, our first home, my wife and I have, have bought and sold four homes. So not only am I in the business, I'm actually walking the talk. So my wife and I have experienced the good, actually literally the good, the bad and the ugly buying and selling homes. Might be for another podcast, but um, (laughs) so we've lived everywhere from Dana. You know, we rented in Irvine to save money to buy our first home. We lived in Dana Point. Uh, We had two homes in Costa Mesa, and now we're currently in Newport Beach. Been here for there for 15 years. I'm actively involved in the coastal communities from San Clemente up to Northwest. Huntington Beach, you know, Huntington mm-hmm. Harbor, through kids with sports, water polo, surfing, swimming, martial arts. Uh, I, I'm all over the place. I have one son that attends school in Huntington Beach. And I have another son who attends school in Santa Ana, and I have one in college up in Whittier. But uh, we've been all over the place in the coastal communities.
1: Yeah, I think that that insight is a tremendous. Um, skill that you can bring such an advantage to clients always kind of watching you know you know as soon as you start to kind of meet someone I'm sure you kind of evaluate their personality and their vibe to know kind of what neighborhood's going to be well suited for them you know do they want the hustle and bustle of downtown Huntington Beach do they want something more quiet that's in Huntington Harbor mm-hmm. you know all of the different variables that lots of people won't even know they'll just you know look do. in a computer and start searching and go this one looks like it matches
0: Correct. And, and to add to that, I wasn't born and raised in Orange County. My wife was, but I wasn't. So I kind of give a different perspective. I, I lived in L.A. County for 20-plus years, born up north, as I stated earlier. But I'm able to bring a perspective to people that are looking to purchase a home, say, coastal Orange County communities, maybe a little different from people born and raised here because I am a person that came elsewhere. And then set up my roots here with my family and, and raised my boys and gone through the schools and and everything else, the recreation and whatnot up and down the coast uh, and myself actively surfing and, and other stuff. But so I'm able to bring a different perspective. So when you have someone that calls in from, say, back east or Midwest or down wherever out of the country and are interested in Orange County, I can give them give them a good perspective a strong strong a different or strong perspective from someone who's been elsewhere and has also now been here for quite some time yeah and who's raised is raised or is raising a family and um but also a person who likes to go out and do fun things as well so like you said um it's key to know where all the amenities are the fun happening even crazy stuff all the way to the very quiet low-key mike don't mess with me where is it you know all the different type of criteria. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I will point out before we go on to kind of one of the other things is, is one of the things that I find very um, commendable about you is that you really champion for your clients as far as um, the entire real estate transaction. You're not influenced by just a relationship or like, you know, oh, well, you got to use this person because of that. It's like you really um, research your partners throughout the entire transaction to make sure that your clients are getting the best service. You're not looking for anything in exchange for those services, and a large population of your competition, you know, may have uh, interest in affiliated services. Maybe leave it at that. But um That's
0: right. <laughs> no, I, 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 again, the way I was raised to do business, and it's not to sound corny, cliche, or whatever adjective you want to pop up. I do what's best for the clients, whether it's the buyers, the sellers, or both. I do what's best suited for them, not me. If I'm able to, uh, hopefully, close a transaction or be part of closing a transaction, I say part because it's a it's a team, you know, with the with title escrow. If there's loans involved, the realtor the realtor or realtors on one side, other side, there's quite you know both parties. There's a lot involved, and you all have to come together as a team for the end goal of everyone having a successful transaction and closing and everyone going their own ways. Um, if I'm able to then uh, benefit of that through a commission, wonderful. But the bottom line is if, if you're going to be in business for the long haul, you have to do what's right. And yeah, everybody says that, but I've literally seen people cut corners in real estate. I've seen people, the, the networking allegiances go on, uh, which may not be a, a, benefit to the end user, and I'm not saying that's rampant. Not at all. There's wonderful realtors, agents yes. in this industry. Sure. Absolutely. There's a lot of them. A lot of great people. Um, but I, I have been surprised by a few things I've seen out there where, okay, well, that's fine. Right? And, and that's great. I, I'm glad. You just I, have
1: chosen not to run your personal business. Yeah.
0: Out. And real quick to touch upon, yeah, do I have relationships with certain other business, you know, title or escrow or lending? Sure. But Again, I I use who's best suited for the clients. Period. And if that's going to ruffle feathers with relationships that I have, I don't care. Right. I just I my wife always laughs. You just don't care, and I go, no, I don't care. And and we I mean that in a positive way. I don't care because I care for my clients. Right. So I don't care if someone in titles upset because. We use a different title company. Oh well, and you just and you know what the mature professional people get.
1: Most and people understand they're that. They like,
0: hey, no worries, yeah. we'll get you next and that's what I say, hey, I'm sorry, next we'll get you next time. And and yeah. you know the smart people are gonna say, Hey, no worries, uh, look It's forward a marathon, to next time. not a
1: sprint. Yeah. yeah, you
0: know, if you're if you're upset, go home and <laughs> and pound the table or go run yeah. a marathon or hit the go to your martial arts gym and kick the bag or do whatever, do something positive, but the one I have had a couple people light me up and I'm, I'm like wow okay well you just took yourself out of that's one less right. person I got to worry about then
1: yeah so it, it is you know it does sometimes come to that so a couple of things that we lightly talked about and one was community um and some of the events that you participated in we actually both just participated in a Polar Pool Plunge for the McKenna-Claire Pediatric Cancer Awareness Foundation um, recently. And um, it was a a great day. It was a fun day. But one of the things that really had touched me about you was just the compassion that you had when you were speaking with her father Mm -hmm. um, at the event. Um, You could just see kind of your kindness for him and just community like you could just see kind of the core of you because you just kind of stopped right then it was kind of a crazy day kids are jumping in the pool and all of this and you really just sat there and listened to him Um, and so tell us kind of what about that um, touched you so closely because you had actually I think just got done helping move six tons worth of ice <laughs> I think you may yeah. have touched every single bag I saw you there at the beginning of the I, pallets.
0: I, I, I was like why didn't I just come over in a pair of trunks and a t-shirt right. uh, like everybody else did they were, yeah. they've obviously been through the, the gauntlet before but yeah. here I coming over I just showered after doing whatever and I'm like um, <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was great I, I, yeah there was six pallets of ice I believe or yeah. more and uh, that was the most ice I ever wanted see unless i'm skiing then again skiing on ice would be terrible but yeah. Um, yeah it was it was a lot of ice and you know what who cares i don't care if it was 30 pallets you're there to support a family right that went through some pretty tough times and it i've experienced and it kind of gets me a little bit talking about because i i've my family has experienced a lot of heartache with friends that have lost their kids to cancer uh more than i care to I, i've been unfortunately it's part of life i guess it is but um i've seen i've been to more kid funerals than i care to and it, it's right. just kids are like or like everything to me i you know you see certain things happen to adults. I'm like, wow, that kind of stinks. That's a bummer. But when it happens to kids, it really gets me. It's like, it's my, it's goes right to the heart. So I was very honored that you guys were able to include us, uh, John Staniland and myself, a Staniland group um, with the polar plunge and, and uh, the other groups, because it, it does mean a lot to me. Unfortunately, I have experienced quite a bit of that. And so when I was able to speak to the father, I, it was straight out of the heart. It was no BS. If I never see the guy again, I just wanted right. to convey, hey, thank you for allowing us to be here to help support you guys. What you're doing is a great cause in, in in remembrance of your daughter and continuing the fight.
1: Right. And wasn't it kind of stunning or didn't it kind of hit you? It hit me when he was talking to you and he's like. You know, I like to just come to these events. It means everything to me. I'm so humble that all of these people come Mm -hmm. out. I don't want to be seen as like this heavy guy, like, oh, nobody wants to come talk to me. I want people to know how much we appreciate everyone. And this, like, almost kind of warms his spirit a little bit, even though he's been through such a horrible loss. You know, the journey for him now is to feel all of that energy. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that he was just. Oh, he was Outstanding! Out.
0: You, you just took the word right out of my mouth. Outstanding. Sorry. Oh Sorry. no no no! I, I was I was really pleased to see his response.
1: Yeah.
0: To such a, a bottom line devastating thing that happened to his family and his daughter. Um, I, I wish that on nobody. That's horrible. Again, I've seen that through several families that we've known, and the his. He, yeah, the way he handles it is was was something to, to be impressed by and to take note of. Yes. Uh, and to just go, you know what? Yes, it's taken him, obviously, years to get over it. And he'll never – bottom line is he will never – I can all say here because I didn't have him to meet the wife. But right. you will never get over something like that, ever. Never, ne- yeah. Ever. It will always stay in your heart and in your brain for as long as you live. Time just has a way of subsiding the pain right Pe- period that's it you will always feel the pain
1: yeah
0: um and I'm telling you that through families that I've spoken to through cancers uh, cancer incidents so I was I, it was remarkable to see his response to that and yeah his comments were awesome they were outstanding weren't were you just and, like I mean I never met the guy and he gave me a bro hug and I was like you know what I'm so pleased to see yeah. how he is moving on. Kind of like how we talked about earlier, he's finding solutions. Right? He's yep. trying to take such a horrible event and making a positive out of that by continuing his, his daughter's legacy and having the McKenna Claire Foundation continue. Right. And they've raised quite a bit of money. Yeah,
1: I think he said over three million. Three point four million. Three point four million dollars mm-hmm. um, for research, which you just look at. You know, again, just kind of somehow taking such a bad situation and then fast forward carrying the torch when you get onto your feet again and and um really surviving that um so uh, funny we both kind of yeah i think you you and i looked at each other like wow awesome
0: i I hope i could i could be half half of of, well hopefully never happens but half of what he's gone through you know look it's life we're all going to experience heartache and pain not to be you know, Debbie Dunn this is- on the podcast, but again, it's just like losing a sale. It's painful, but you've got to think about, okay, something was meant to be.
1: Right. I have
0: to learn from this. I have to grow from this and become a better person and become a, a better salesperson or better human in life and carry on and, and do better and Right. figure it out.
1: Figure it out. Mm-hmm. So let's get on to one of your other passions, hmm. MMA. It's a big part of your life. A lot of discipline comes from MMA as well Um, and so tell us about kind of your um, passion for MMA because you've actually now um, elected to um, host an event for other realtors for personal safety and so kind of give us a snapshot of how that all came to be.
0: Well, I've been involved with various martial arts for going on 27 years, uh, primarily out of being a victim of crime, seeing friends that are victims of crime, Okay. and I'm just passionate about that. I I think probably the owners of Villa or or whoever I've ever worked with would rather see me on the golf course and networking and trying to get big deals. It's just not in my DNA. I, I can't fool people. Uh, again, my wife would be the first one to tell you Mike's very direct, and he can't. he's just that's him. So, um, and she, that's a positive
1: right? comment. But um, I, I love people that are authentic and don't try to. Oh uh, yeah, we don't waste anybody's something. time and yeah. play games.
0: It's life's yeah. too short, so I've had enough heartache to play any games. So, uh, martial arts is just a passion. I'm kind of like that X Games kind of guy. It's in my DNA. So whether it's surfing, skiing, up in the mountains, going to the range. Uh, but martial arts, it just, I enjoy it. It's not to be some tough guy. I just, I love learning uh, the different disciplines, the techniques. I love the inter- interacting with different lifestyles of people. From mm-hmm. I've trained with people from all over the world. I've trained with serious operators from different militaries around the world. I've just been, and it's turned into something I've been very fortunate to be involved with where I, I've established really solid relationships from former, top-tier operators to a lot of law enforcement individuals to private security to just average people like you and i who enjoy the martial arts uh i so yeah the whole mma thing it used, it's funny how the, the terms have all changed and, and whatnot oh, yeah. over the decades how it's recognized but now they now. call it mma i personally just look at myself so getting to your your question with um teaching and self-defense uh, after several years ago, I said, you know what, I still enjoy, I used to teach a lot. Uh, my primary duties now, though, are real estate, but I still train every week. Uh, I actually taught two brothers this morning. I, I enjoy giving back and watching people grow. I continue to learn from my coaches as well. So I, I, I just enjoy giving back and we all learn. And I, I got into, well, I do real estate. I've sat on hundreds of open houses. I've sat on quite a bit of open houses and in my own listings. I've literally pers- I've personally involved people come in and case the house. I've seen guys come in looking through trying to find prescription pills to steal from the house. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm like, you know what? With my private security background and martial arts, uh, that makes me at least security wise, a better realtor because I-, I look at things differently. I yeah. actually sit down with prospects or clients and we discuss, okay, what do you have in your house? That picture on the wall there, you might want to consider taking that down. Is your safe bolted to the ground? Where are all your valuables? Uh, Those, The weight system over there, you might want to put some of that away. That's a weapon right there. And sometimes people look at me kind of crazy, and then when they get it and the light bulb goes, they're like, oh, I see what you're saying. Because there is an issue with realtor safety. We don't need to delve into the incidents that have happened. Is it new? Is it like everyday occurrence? No. But I guarantee you every weekend there's an open house, someone is being watched. Right. Someone's being, ca- that house is being cased, cased meaning watched, um, or someone's going through there seeing what opportunities exist. And what I mean by that is, can they steal something? Yeah. Can they come back and steal something? Can they, We unfortunately we have a, a, an epidemic, of prescription medication going on out there. So can you get people coming in there and-, and taking medication. It happened to us in my own open house before I got into real estate. We had our house on the market in Costa Mesa. Uh, My wife just had back surgery. And so there was prescription medicine for pain in the bathroom. And we came home and my wife's like, did you hide the medicine? And I'm like, why? And she's like, it's gone. So someone
1: yeah, so just it, quickly. And
0: so my, I started just through all my experiences and everything and being now a realtor and, and doing all this in my martial art background and private security background. I'm like, I can give back to realtors as well. So I've taught several realtor safety courses. I've, okay. I've actually taught quite a few realtors where they've come to where I train and taught okay. them personally there on privates. Uh, Newport Beach Association of, Association of Realtors, NAVAR, I conducted a course there three years ago. Okay. It went, I guess, fairly well. Because uh, September is realtor safety month. Okay. And they called me up and said, Hey, would you like to teach us again this month? And I said, love to. So that's where we're at. It's uh, September, uh, September 25th, Tuesday from one o'clock to three o'clock. And, uh, they're just to teach realtors about situational awareness, uh, proper spaces, gaps, distance between individuals, what to look for, um, communication, verbal, nonverbal, which are the indicators, uh, cues, which someone could be mm-hmm. get warning symptoms, which you don't even realize, to then, God forbid, absolutely last, hands-on, some self-defense techniques. And it's not a matter of trying to teach someone, hey, you're the next MMA fighter, or Bruce Lee, oh, or right. Brianna Lee. It's, it's, just it's to, what to simple, effective mm-hmm. techniques to get in, create space, and get the heck out of there. Right. You're not going to engage, because you don't know if that person's carrying weapons, uh, they really know what they're doing. What their true intent is, how hardcore they are. There's so many things to go through. We don't have enough time. But, right. So it's a passion of mine. Um, yeah, just to teach and give back.
1: Yeah, I think that that's great. Hopefully, someone will record it. If not, I will volunteer to come and record it, so that maybe you can even just play the video oh, or something for people. You very know, cool. why Thank not? You. Sure. Um, get that message know, out you're there more because than you to be know there. <laughs> um, that's such a statistic, right? Like you said not to dive into all of it, but just really violent things can happen and even, you know, theft as well. So,
0: and and might I add, it's not just, so it's not just that, you know, I just had to be a realtor and I, but very heavily involved in martial arts, but so I'm teaching at Navar, uh, but it carries over to their personal life. So what I'm teaching that day is going to, it's strictly just for you and your, your lifestyle. Um, But then obviously I am available on the side for privates where I teach, geared just on your individual, life, I say, because we all live different lives and right. do different things.
1: Right, but it's the person that's going from their office to their car through the parking garage. You know, you're going to give them tips of like, I would park my car in this type of section. I wouldn't ever park my car back in this section. Little things like that that make all the difference. Oh, have,
0: putting your signs back in your car, you have your back exposed to, to the elements and what's around and to to did you notice that car was parked and you're kind of jammed in how are you going to get out well who's the guy in, in the car behind looking at you it's yeah. just things you got to look for and, and again I'm not. It, this is not a scare tactic i don't believe in that some martial art places do that oh yeah um, i see
1: it's I, empowering i'm not a, prevention a, i'm right like. not
0: a scare tactic yeah. i'm a realist though um if i can be a victim of crime you sure as heck can be too
1: yeah
0: uh and if i can witness people coming through casing homes. It's definitely happened to you, too. Uh, you know, it's just like you, you know, I have an open house, and I've been to some pretty nice properties, and you walk down these tight, narrow halls, and you kind of have to have that mindset. Well, what are you going to do if you're trapped in that hallway? And, you know, it, I get it. It scares a lot of people, and it's a topic people don't want to talk about. But when something, God forbid, happens, the dust is in the air, and everyone's freaking out. And, oh, my God, man, I, of course, I get all phone calls. Mike, i got to do your course. Or, Can you teach me? Just, sure, you're more than welcome. And guess what? of that just disappears. The dust settles, people forget about it, and they go on with their lives. I get it. It's part of life. Uh, I've had this conversation with numerous security experts. I'm not one. I just happen to be a guy who enjoys it, and they've all said the similar sentiments. Um, It's just human nature. Uh, But if you truly do value your personal safety and that of your loved ones, then you should undertake some sort of self-defense class course whatnot i mean it it, at least in my opinion especially if you have a loved one a husband wife you have children you need to take it on yourself to to undertake something yeah or you're kind of you're kind of failing not to sound harsh but you're kind of setting yourself up to fail.
1: yeah why not just have that preventative
0: Right. Well, hey, we go to the doctors, we take okay. our certain prescriptions. I'm going to get my flu
1: shot soon. You and that take I your vitamins. And, yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: you should, if you really know the laws of the state of California lately since 2011 and what's been going down, which hasn't been all that positive towards us normal civilians, you would probably want to undertake something.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get on to the future and positive stuff. Yep. Where you are right now, and, and you recently have um, put yourself out there again in a partnership. Uh <laughs> with a, you know, my, I'm sure much more um, diligent research or whatever you did after learning your lessons, but um, you came to partner with John Stanalin, and you guys are going to um, continue to strengthen and expand upon um, his substantial footprint, but um, really starting to spend a lot of time focusing on the community of Huntington Beach, obviously close to my heart. I live here. I open my business here. Um, we're excited um, about that. So, so um, maybe kind of tell us a little bit of what you guys have in store. Um, I know you guys have begun doing some of your mailers. Um, obviously, we we did the um, foundation event. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, uh, thank you and, and congrats on your business and what you've done. That's awesome. Uh, my wife has her own business as well with a bunch of employees, so I totally see that too. So I can absolutely appreciate what you're going, what you're doing, and. Uh, kudos to you yeah. so uh the way this arose or came about is is i had been currently farming south huntington beach yes. as well as northwest newport beach and uh, john Stanland and his team came over from another company about three or four months ago
1: right
0: well the owner uh who actually likes john and myself he he said well mike you're farming Huntington. John would like to farm Huntington and expand his operations. You guys are, he, he, he likes the word dude. So he's, he's like, you guys are good dudes. You need to, yeah, you guys, did. I'm like, okay, clubhouse taps first. This, Let's this be a dude. Technical, yeah. He's like, you guys are, you guys are good dudes. You need to, uh, you guys need to meet, sit down and see if you can work something out and go after Huntington. And I'm like, okay. So after several months and trying to get meetings together, we finally met and, uh, John's a—he's a solid guy. We're very similar uh, uh, personality-wise, lifestyle-wise. He's a very direct guy. You don't mess with John in his time, and I can totally appreciate that. Uh, It's the way I was raised with my with my my dad and the way he was with business. Uh, we just clicked. It, it, was, it was just one of those things. It was, it was just kind of cool. Uh, it's not a bromance. but uh, Yeah,
1: well, whatever <laughs> uh, the owner, right, that knew that you guys may connect yeah, was you, correct. He was on
0: it. He, he saw it. So, yeah, we, we were able to connect and set something up. And, and then after a couple of other meetings and and some business planning, strategic planning things, we got some areas down as far as what we would agree upon and what we'd like to farm as far as strictly Huntington beach. And so we have about, uh, five different areas in Huntington beach we're farming. We've just started. Our first mailer went out Mm -hmm. the 13th of August. This is 2018. We have another mailer slated to go out within about a week. And then we're, I, I, I've just been going out on networking meetings and, uh, Meaning, you know, companies like yourself and and others out there, as far as just you know, let people know, hey, we're here, we're out there. We might someday have a brick and mortar type office in Huntington Beach, yeah. a villa office someday. Uh, but no, I'm I'm excited. It, it's uh, what's unique about legally, we're not a true partnership, but we're we agreed to be partners together to work together and go after right. Huntington Beach. Um, what I like about this, as opposed to my prior partnership. Is you have an established agent who's, who's literally sold over three billion of residential real estate sales in 24 years, it's impressive. Yeah, and he's not going to mess around. The, the the amount of accolades he has. The other thing that's key though that we kind of touched upon earlier in this podcast, John is all about is is integrity. A man of his word. He'll look you in the eyes, mean what he say, mean what he says. I'm the same way. I'll yeah. look you in the eyes and tell it and, ex- and mean what I say. And right. If I don't have an answer for you, let me get back to you as soon as possible.
1: Exactly. Uh, he's
0: just, we're we're just the same way. So I'm like, this is awesome. And
1: um, it's tremendous. Five years ago or something, if um, someone had told you there as you were, you know, crawling and clawing your way through the initial steps yeah, of real estate yeah. and and that you would, you know, partner up with such a dynamic. Um, person in the space, you would have been like, right, "How is that all going to happen?" But then here you are, and you're embarking on such a exciting new journey um, that I'm sure is just kind of fulfilling for you, and and getting all of those, you know, your body pumping and ready to kind of tackle this new venture.
0: Definitely a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, very thankful, humbled by it. Um, he put a big smile on my face. I, I, can't, I cannot deny that, uh, considering how many people call John or, or his people every week to try to get in with the group. Oh, now, yeah. th- now, it's a small group. He doesn't want a large group like some groups out there. He's, right. he's very tight-knit. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I was, I, I, was <laughs> I was pretty stoked, for lack of better words, to, to be brought on. And then when he literally put my profile on his team and his website, I'm like, wow, this is actually really happening.
1: Yeah, you uh, had okay. to have had a moment there this for a, a second where you're like, "All right." It's kind of it. you
0: do a double take, you're, and then when when and then when you have these well-established agents go, "How did you do that?" I kind of laugh and chuckle. I'm like, "Well, why not me?" You yeah. know? I guess you don't know me too well. Right? Um, now there's others are like, and then you get the others that are like awesome. Like uh, this is awesome, perfect fit for you. So stoked for you. Congrats. Have a good time. Right on. You know, those are those are, those are the you know, those are cool people. I get it.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Well, I know uh, even when we first um, met, that wasn't even on the radar yet. So no, it's, um, not at all exciting change for you. It's kind and of moving of course, fast
0: since we've met.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but continues wishes of the utmost success for you, your family. Of course, your new. Venture. Thank you. Um, wow. I know um, people can reach out and learn more about you, connect with you on mikepostel.com. Is that the best way to um, connect with you? couple
0: ways. Uh, either I'm, I'm pretty open and available. Uh, you know, there's my, my cell phone number, uh, I, social media platforms. Okay. I think I'm pretty much on all of them, although yeah. sometimes I wish I wasn't. But it's a kind That's of a necessary, necessary evil, evil yeah. with real estate. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to be a little more private, but, uh, I am on the Instagram and the Facebook and the, and yeah. whatever, Twitter and,
1: yeah. and all those LinkedIn, lo-
0: LinkedIn, all those lovely sites. I do have my own website, Mike Postel, dot com. I am on John Staniland's website, uh, Staniland group. Uh, let's see what else my, again, my cell phone, email. Uh, I tend to keep my cell phone on every day, at least till 10 o'clock at night. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty available. available. You know, yeah. if, if there's a deal going down and, and it's pretty busy, I'll leave my phone on 24-7.
1: Yeah. And I would just, as a final PS, tell people to go watch that drone video that's on your website because it's pretty good.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's – <laughs> thanks. And, and
1: that's fun. We
0: have some pretty cool drone yeah. people and, and they're but- – that's awesome. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's nice to have some creative people that you find and build rapport with. And they kind of share that same vision of how you kind of, if you were a bird looking down, how you want it to portray yeah. or be captivated. So, um, that's the right word. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah no, thanks. Yeah.
1: Cool. It, it's, it's fun. It's really it's,
0: it, cool. I, I, you know, it's a fun business. You, you can get creative. You, you get to work with people and develop relationships and rapport and, and meet a lot of new people. And, and, uh, yeah, it's a fun business. And then if imagine that you can actually make a living.
1: Right? It's it not too. really like work.
0: But yeah, there you go.
1: Mike, thank you so much for being here today. Um,
0: my pleasure. Thank you. Bear in mind, you can lose it all
1: if you're not careful. I mean, I can take you step by step to what
0: exactly is occurring. You know, you have to do is ask. I'm available. Is you not in a tank?